The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. TFA fam, what is going on? Welcome into another show. We are going to switch up our ranking shows going forward. So we would love some feedback from you guys, uh, you know, letting us know if you like the new way or you want us to go back to the old way. But basically, we decided that you don't really need us to talk about Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler and why you should start them this this week, right? If you if for whatever reason you have some of those questions, we're always here for you. Leave them in the YouTube comments. Join the Discord. We can help you out with your start sets. But in an effort to try and help more people. We're going to really touch on some of the, uh, in this video, some RB2s and some flex guys that you should be paying attention to that you can feel comfortable plugging in for this week. So just going to rattle off our RB1s, going to talk about our RB2s, and then we'll start getting into the discussion just so you guys know where we have these guys going into week nine. So to, so to kick things off, our RB1s for week nine are as follows. And again, this is our consensus rankings between Kevin, myself, and Robbie we have Jonathan Taylor at one, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Daryl Henderson, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Elijah Mitchell at 11. And then for the brand, Michael MF and GD and Carter coming in at RB12 for us. Now, we do want to say that, uh, you know, obviously, if Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey are playing this week, their RB1s are plugging them in. McCaffrey should be returning to practice this week. We've seen that move before. We'll have to wait and see what happens. And then Saquon Barkley is still dealing with some soreness and some swelling in that ankle. But, you know, obviously, if he can practice and get back to it, you're starting him if, if he's able to play. So just want to mention that. And then for our RB2s for the week, Cordero Patterson kicking things off for us at 13, followed by Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, Khalil Herbert, Zach Moss, Miles Gaskin, Daryl Williams, Josh Jacobs, Boston Scott, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, and Devontae Booker at 24. So, Kev, this is where we want to open up the dialogue, start talking about some of these guys. Give me some of these guys in the RB2 range that you think are must-starts or guys that you are starting with confidence for week. Yeah, I'm going to start things off with uh, Elijah Mitchell. I almost actually had him as an RB1, but I yeah. uh, just couldn't quite get him there with some of the matchups we have. But in just five games this year, he has a 64% snap share, 73% of the opportunities from this backfield. He's averaging about 16 carries per game. He is running about 13 rounds per, per game, but he's not seeing any targets, only a 3% target share, which kind of baffles me a little bit with how athletic he is, uh, that they would want to get him in space and really utilize him that way. But, uh, you know, if they, they could get him more involved in the passing game, I think that would be good. He is running routes. Just 
not as much as we want to see. But so I do think that like caps his ceiling a little bit, right? Like I don't think he's ever unless unless he gets really heavily involved in the passing game, where that they've been kind of using Jamichael Hasty in that fashion. That I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that you're going to expect to get you know 30 fantasy points or anything like that. But you know I do think he has a really solid floor with the amount of touches that he's getting. 13.7 fantasy points per game, which is 13th among all running backs. He's also 33rd in yards created and is averaging 4.4 evaded tackles per game. Uh, the Cardinals allow the 10th most rushing yards, 9th most receptions. Uh, where they have uh, really excelled is limiting touchdowns to running backs. They've only allowed two total touchdowns through eight games. So that is uh, just kind of boosting up their run DVOA and stuff like that. But they are very much able to be had on the ground. Uh, just They've just really been stingy when it comes to the end zone. Michael Carter. Michael, Michael Carter. We love to file see it. That, file that under. You love to see it. Yes, and it was great because on our live stream, our, our weekly Wednesday live stream, I was just hammering, start Michael Carter this week. Start Michael Carter. And, you know, Robbie over here was, oh, my God, that's terrible. No way. We're not starting Michael Carter. Where are you at, Robbie? Why are you ducking me? I'll see you tomorrow. Anyways, so Michael Carter, he has been the RB3 over the last four weeks. He's averaging 16 fantasy points per game. Over that same span, he's first in targets and receptions and his second in receiving yards over that span. He's seen a major uptick in uh, usage, averaging 70% snap share over that time span. So, I mean, really since Michael, or excuse me, since Mike White has taken over, him and Ty Johnson have just been absolutely peppered with targets over that time. Him and Ty Johnson over the last two weeks uh, with mostly Mike White, they've, uh, they've seen 28 receptions, 298 yards, and one touchdown on 36 targets over that span. Carter has been the uh, RB2 in PPR scoring uh, over the last two weeks, while uh, Ty Johnson has been RB10. One more little nugget for you as well uh, for Michael Please. Carter is Please. target per route run leaders through the week eight. Michael Carter, get this, is averaging 31%. That is right there with Cooper Cup at 33%. Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams at 32%. Higher than Deontay Johnson, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Canarius Tony, and A.J. Brown. Let's go. So, all aboard. Choo-choo. The Michael Carter Express right now. Okay? And so you're starting with absolute confidence. Last guy I want to hit on is Khalil Herbert. Uh, I have him at RB15 this week. He's played at least uh, 78% of the snaps since he's taken over once David Montgomery got hurt, averaging 19.5 carries per game, 3.5 targets per game. He's also averaging 97 rushing yards per game and three red zone touches per game. Uh, David Williams also left last week's game, but that doesn't really matter because he's, he's really just kind of been an afterthought with Khalil Herbert out here. Um, now, I will say Pittsburgh is ninth in rush DVOA. However, uh, they do rank uh, in the bottom half. Basically, if you can get to the second level, that's where you think it can be had because they rank 24th and second level and 31st in open field rank, um, according to Football Outsiders. So, uh, you know, Khalil Herbert, we saw what he did against Tampa Bay and, you know, uh, that elite run defense. So I'm not really all that concerned with Khalil Herbert. He's also involved in the passing game with just the heavy usage and opportunities that he has ahead of him. Absolutely love Khalil Herbert this week. So you can start him with confidence. I mean, the uh, Jesse James revenge game as well. Come back, come back to Pittsburgh where you can score back-to-back weeks. But three guys that I just want to touch on really quickly. One, Josh Jacobs. I know uh, you know he, he hasn't exactly been spectacular this season. The dude literally doesn't even have a game with more than 82 total yards, rushing and receiving. And despite that, he only has one game outside of RB2 status in both half and full PPR. Should be healthy this week coming off the bye. I know the, the last game that he played, 
left early with an injury. I saw a concussion somewhere. I saw a chest injury somewhere, but it doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to hold him back this week. And then he steps into a matchup with the Giants, tied for the ninth most half PPR points allowed to the running back position. And they've given up the fifth most yards on this season. So you can absolutely plug him in with confidence. Next guy, Miles Gaskin. Now let me put a little asterisk here that I have gotten Miles Gaskin wrong every single week this season. But I think this is a week where we can, you know, we can start him again with confidence. He has been inconsistent on the year. Here's how he has finished in half PPR scoring. 26, 36, 32, 78, 4, 49, 10, and then 38. Over the past two weeks, however, Gaskin has seen 19 and 16 opportunities. Gets a much friendlier matchup going up against Houston. Had to face the Buffalo Bills in their defense last week. The Texans are giving up the six most half PPR points per game to running backs. They've given up the three most rushing yards in the league by more than 100 yards and are allowing the third highest yards per carry average and are 31st in rush DVOA. So Gaskin is a guy you can fire up as a RB2 flex kind of option depending on what you have there running back. And the last guy that I want to touch on is Boston Scott. Now, this one makes me feel a little uneasy just because I, I'm not sure how much we can take from their game last week against the Lions, right? Like, we're not expecting Philly to just go in and absolutely manhandle and dominate games going forward with uh, the rest of their opponents. But the one thing that we can look at here is Boston Scott did lead the this running back group in snaps. Kenny Gainwell actually led them in carries. He had 13. Scott and Jordan Howard both had 12. But Kenny Gainwell's, the majority of his touches, actually I think all but one of his rush attempts, came in complete garbage time. So it was really Boston Scott who was getting most of the work early on. Jordan Howard mixed in, and then Kenny Gainwell kind of came in and mop-up duty. But if he's going to, if Boston Scott is going to continue to be the lead slash 1A back in this offense, they get a really nice matchup against the Chargers, uh, and their run D has just been absolutely horrid all season. They've given up the fifth most half PPR points per game in running backs, second most rush yards, even though they've only played seven games. They're the only team in the top 10 that has not played eight games in terms of the rushing yards they've allowed. They've given up the third most rushing touchdowns, the most rushing yards per game, and they're the only team who's given up uh, more than five yards per attempt as well on the ground. And if you were wondering, they're also dead last in rush DVOA. So even in a committee situation, if you are desperate at running back, I think you can plug in Boston Scott as a uh, as a as a pretty confident play given the situation. So. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Just uh, to wrap things up here, Kev, I know you had some uh, some other situations that you wanted to touch on. So 
on you, big fella. What you got? Yeah, I just want to talk about a couple of these guys that I think I have, uh, you know, we have a little bit lower here that I think people are going to have some questions about. And uh, one being Daryl Williams. I, I did want to touch on him. You know, obviously it was kind of fun um, on Monday night, Twitter ablaze with Derek Gore all of a sudden checking in. Even uh, Michael Strahan yeah. on the Manning cast said, is that Frank Gore? Like, I didn't know he played for the Chiefs. And I think he was serious. Uh, it was definitely not. Nobody knew who Derek Gore was. Uh, people, you know, played D- preseason DFS, know who Derek Gore is. But he really, really shined in, in preseason. And Andy Reid really loves this guy. But he just hadn't gotten any opportunities. Uh, but he he was kind of a surprise. I don't think anybody thought he was going to get the opportunities that he got. Now, with that yeah. being said... You know, we kind of have to uh, hit the brakes a little bit with Derek Gore. Because I have some people talking about him today on Twitter about, you know, uh, should people be adding him and stuff like that. Daryl Williams still played 65% of the snaps, which is pretty much right in line what he's been doing since Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went down. He had 13 carries. He also ran 30 routes, which is the most he's run all year. And he had six, six targets, which is also uh, the most he's had all season. Six receptions for 110 yards. He just didn't find the end zone. He still was uh, has scored 17 fantasy points, which was 16th among all running backs. Now, I will say with Derek Gore, he did play 20% of the snaps. He had 11 carries, 48 yards. He had six red zone touches, which is actually more than what Daryl Williams had, and he also had that touchdown in that game. Now, this is a matchup against Green Bay where, I mean, you can run on the Green Bay Packer defense, but I, I don't know. It's really going to depend on game scripts on how much these guys can be utilized. I think Derek Gore is more of a stash than anything. You know, I, I think you could add him. He's not somebody you should be running out to like spending a bunch of fab or waiver or, or anything like that on. I hope you didn't because I don't think this is something that we're going to see because like I said, he's only played 20% of the stats and he really didn't play at all in the second half. Uh, it was really mainly Daryl uh, Williams. So Daryl Williams is still fine. Uh, a couple other things. James Robinson, we're going to have to see what happens with him this week. It, you know, does he play yeah. with that minor injury? If he's out, Dude, I'm not playing Carlos Hyde. I no. want no part of Carlos Hyde against nope. the Buffalo defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you're just absolutely desperate. Can't do it. A.J. Dillon on the other side of that Chiefs game. I, I think he's okay. Like, he's like a, like a flex option. I think you can find the end zone. The Chiefs are horrific against the run. They have been better of recent weeks. They really held Derrick Henry. Devonta Booker had a pretty solid game uh, against them, though, last night. So, A.J. Dillon could definitely be in play. And then I think, you know, Dearness Johnson, I think he's earned himself a role that he possibly could be a play. And then Ty Johnson, like I mentioned, RB10 over the last two weeks, he's also seeing uh, a ton of targets in that game. So those are the guys that I think that you can kind of play if you uh, if you need to. Yeah, I'll just uh, to finish this out, not really interested in playing either of the Broncos backs. They're still splitting. Obviously, Melvin Gordon did not go anywhere. Javante Williams is not free, so that's going to be a split backfield the rest of the way. So I'm not interested in either of those guys going up against Denver. If... Kyler Murray were to miss this week, I think that severely downgrades James Conner and upgrades Chase Edmonds because Colt McCoy, he's not going to be pushing the ball downfield the way that Kyler does. So I think we could see a a Mike White-ish short, uh, sort of effect where it's just a bunch of uh, checkdowns, and obviously that would lean a lot more toward Chase Edmonds than it would with, uh, with James Conner. So I just wanted to throw that out there as something to pay attention to. And I really don't think with the way that Arizona has been playing that they should be rushing Kyler into action. I know it's a division game and all, all that stuff, but I, I just don't think it would make much sense for them to to do that. So that is the uh, that is going to wrap it up. Again, we would love to get some feedback from you guys. We're trying to make this these shows shorter, try to help you out more. Again, any start sick questions, waivers, anything like that, either join us live on Wednesday night 
for that, leave a comment here on the YouTube or join the Discord, and we'll make sure that we get to all of your questions. So until the next one, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.